you're listening you're to Post Credit Impression, where you're listening to our current hyperfixation. My name's Kaylin, and I thought there was only three songs on Hosier's album. <laughs> My name's Kinsey, and I still don't understand the album, but I really like it. <laughs> well, maybe I understand more than you now, because uh, that's why I was late to the podcast. I know, Kaylin probably thought we were, like, actually knew every song. and it Like, did you know so that like, this one was inspired by this, and this song connects back to that, which was referenced by Sir Isaac Newton's theory of gravity or some shit like that? Sir Isaac Newton. My name's Mariah, and my fun fact is I got to start a new Animal Crossing Island on my brother's Switch. Yee yee. Did you change Wait, the I have name another fun fact. I have another fun fact. Yes. I bought a bunch of stuff for my art store exciting but y'all wish y'all could know what it looked like huh but y'all wish y'all could know she she could know maybe if y'all get the paparazzi after her and 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 expose what she looks like maybe at that point it'll be muda and you can see everything muda what does muda mean useless you've seen the third season of jojo you should know I know, but I don't really remember things very well. My amygdala is very small. But if you see the season five, you'll see that it's referenced again. The Muda quote. Muda, Muda. Actually, it's just a Japanese word, but it's heavily used by that man. What? Who is that? It's a swing man. Is that for Kaylee? Yeah. I was going to say, I was like... That ain't one of Mariah's husbandos. You're like, I know I was... everything Mariah like, and that ain't it. I know Mariah's just playing with us. Is this she new? ain't gonna draw a woman. She teased okay, us I... with um, a woman. Actually, like... I primed that canvas. I sanded and primed that canvas. Primed it? Yeah, that's a good looking woman on that canvas. I gotta finish that one first. But I primed and sanded that canvas. It's gonna be Shenha. I can see her tits and yep. all on that blank yeah. white canvas. That's that open part of her thigh right there is my favorite part. That's the part I like the most. <laughs> This is the part I like the most. You know, it's it's an artist's curse whether they draw more women or more men. It, it genuinely is. like You know, I really want to draw more men, like come up with male characters. But when I tell you, my fa- hands just automatically go to drawing boobs every time I go to draw a character. I'm like, yeah. I feel like an artist just has it one way or the other. And Mariah, unfortunately, has the man bug. When I actually draw the like, man. Bug. You just gave me a piece of paper and was like, "Draw." I'm drawing a woman because I love drawing hair. Men yeah. have hair. I know, but this, sure. I just naturally draw like the swooshiness of like the girl with the hair. But this is just different. Then you have furries like me, and I just like to draw animals. Just kidding, guys. I'm not a furry, but you know, if you are a furry, that's okay. <laughs> we are furries. We don't hate them. We're not one of them, but I love you. You are one, <laughs> no. but. Listen, we are furries. I'm tired of lying about it. We are. We just nah, aren't the kind that make the really furry wolves with the boobs. Which you know, I what? just don't want to identify as furry when I feel like it's a little appropriate. When I just have a very strong passion for drawing animals in animals, like okay, I, I like when the, the locomotion of the like quadruped. You know, like guys, a there's a furry a spectrum. All right, there's You're a reason thinking. I liked Twilight Princess. I don't want to be like a an anthropomorphic wolf or Robin Hood or anything like that. I want to run around but like, and that maybe that's yes. worse. You're thinking too black and white. The furryness is a spectrum. You're not the anthropomorphic furry, but you are a furry, and I'm a furry, and I'm tired of hiding because we are. Mariah's a furry. 
Mariah is literally on the lowest amount, but yes, she is. You yeah. play Animal Crossing. You play literally Animal enjoy Crossing. walking around, talking to cats and dogs all day. Yep. And sheep. And they walk on two legs. I'd play Animal Crossing even if they were all humans, though. If it was Human Crossing. Well, they're still lie. animals. So that's a that's a if. We're talking about reality. You, ah! you, you, you talk to cats and dogs. <laughs> talk to cats and dogs. <laughs> Sometimes Listen. wolves. I was talking about bean yesterday. I was at dinner. I was eating my fajita quesadilla. I was like, man, bean is so funny. Like, I would die for that guy. And then I was like, there's a bean in my quesadilla. It was disgusting. And then Kaylee was like, you manifested that. You were talking about bean. And now there's a bean. You manifested that. <laughs> that was funny. That, oh, you know what? Good one. That was a good that one, was a good one. Yeah, Kaylee got some good one-liners. Every once in a while, yeah. She, she pop off. She don't even be trying sometimes. Okay. Well, Kinsey, uh, what are you sharing with us this week? I'm sharing with you Hosier's new album, Unreal Unearth. Okay. Bro, that title and got it. Unreal Unearth. I love it. I know. I really, I like his album title. The un- like the fact that it's Unearth because when I think of Unearth, I feel like digging into yourself or like Mm -hmm. extracting something from the earth. And, you know, we mentioned before we started recording that this album is really heavily focused around, um, the seven layers of hell, like nine circles of hell, nine, shut up, bitch. The nine circles of hell. (sighs) So like going (laughs) deeper and deeper into each layer and like looking at parts of yourself that, maybe are not things you're the most proud of but it's like real i really like chat so can see it too i mean i don't have an exact interpretation of the title yet because like i said with this album this is a lot to unpack i don't even really understand the whole album Mm -hmm. yet i just wanted to talk about it because i do really love the way the music sounds and i know some of it oh my god thanks mariah this is awesome yeah maybe sometimes we could do a part two the thing is is with wasteland baby you had it for so long so you were able to interpret it and and this one has not been out long enough also, I think that it, it, it's going to require some more understanding or research, which I told Kinsey Kalen that Hosier Twitter, as Kinsey knows, they'd be breaking it down. But sometimes I'm like, I think I need a history lesson on that one. Yeah, I think <laughs> I actually don't know anything that you just said. It's a little too strong. This is more like a Hosier episode of like, if I were to rip the bandit off, what's my first review yes. so far? And guess what? I will always love Hosier, and a year from now, I will understand this album even more, and I'll love it even, even more, even though I'm already obsessed with it. Yeah, so. I'm down to talk about it, even just, even whether it's just the songs I know deeply or just the songs that I enjoy listening to. Yeah, we'll do a this part is, two for sure. This is so good. Like, I'm, I'm literally like, like rocking in my chair, like vibing to certain songs on this list, but like seeing what layers. I knew where Eat Your Young fell because I'd seen that meaning. I didn't have the time to look up like where they all fell, but this is really cool. Yeah, it's okay. I actually don't I, I want to do more research with like the nine circles before uh, I even like break down that graphic, but I just thought it would be an interesting thing to share with you guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it definitely is. And I mean so <clears throat> you guys were wondering, you you already asked about why my name was Worm on here. Um uh, Yeah. <laughs> But you talked about, like, your impressions of, like, the album. Is it okay if I, like, I'm not going to, like, start talking about songs, but I want to give, like, my impression overall before we start. Yes. All right. 
Um, I drew a picture, a little diagram. I drew an infinity sign and I made like an album cover and it gave very much like, like reincarnation and cycles repeating and like how things die and are reborn, die and reborn. And like even the idea of this album cover, which I thought was like, like, oh yeah, you get dirt in your mouth, dude. Watch out. Like, don't get dirt in your mouth. Like, um, but it's give like, I know it's called unearth cause like it's going deeper and deeper into hell and like digging and a lot of internal like exploration but i'm also like there's so many things in the songs that have already like repeated like uh in references mm -hmm. to other parts of the song and just y'all know some of the songs that talk about like cycles and repeating and like reincarnation uh, other lives and stuff like that and i think of an earthworm very simple little creature but like very good for the planet very destructive very fragile like but I see a worm, honestly, as kind of like this, him being in the dirt, he's giving me worm vibes, but like in a, in a death and rebirth way, if that makes sense. Yeah. I, I really, I actually wrote down with my notes about, uh, it being very much like a story of grieving. Like I was talking to Kinsey about how he wrote the song, like he said specifically about like a, an ex love that he just recently lost. And it's giving wow. very much, like you said, the repeating cycle, the grief. And I actually wrote down last week and I was listening to it. I was like, it's, I know Kinsey hates to talk about the existence of time, the concept of time. <laughs> it, it, it's been six months since we broke down Wasteland Baby. And that's, that's a lot of time. And a lot has changed in those six months. So it's very funny oh, yeah. hearing how we went from Wasteland Baby in only six months of understanding this love that he has. Because Wasteland Baby is such like a love song album. Mm -hmm. about you know everything yeah. and then we go into the six months in the future and now we're listening to Un unearth what that was unreal unearth. thank you well one thing i did want to mention there's two things so you had just said something so i'm going to mention the second thing first because of that mm -hmm. um wasteland baby is about like the world's ending and i still love you um holy and 100 percent kind of thing you know what i'm saying yeah. but with this album it's i feel like it's an older more mature version of the world is ending and I'm not the same person. Yes. And I'm actually, you've seen the worst parts of me and I still love you. And I still love our experience it's, no matter yes. what, because there are songs on the album that talk of a love that are still going, is still going on mm -hmm. and that I'm going to love you. Even if you saw me literally at my worst, but then there are also songs on the album that are saying, you saw me at my worst. We fell apart and I still love you for that experience. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Heaven, heaven can't fit our love. Oh my god, I'm getting chills right now. So like um, I'm I'm saying I'm saying like in all both albums still talk about an un, like over encompassing Pisces love, whether it's like mm -hmm. you really changed one another mm -hmm. or everything really changed around you, like in Wasteland ba Baby. Yeah. I feel like this is more of an internal change though instead of an outwardly change. But one thing I want to mention before Mariah had said that was the last song is First Light. Which I feel like mm -hmm. that song is him coming out of this deep introspection of like he's finally seeing the light again yeah. after going through such a, going through hell, walking through the the layers of hell, and coming out on the other side a different person. But we'll get back to that song. I just wanted to yeah, mention yeah, yeah. that I loved that that the last song was first light. Yeah, when we the entire album is supposed to be underground, you know. Mm -hmm. I, I like that too. I have stuff to say about it, obviously, when we get to the end. Um, also, to describe the mood, because like, you know, Mariah and you both were like, touch on the mood. I wrote down the words, um, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Wait, really you know when Hosier screaming that in um the Francesca song, like the A H dash A H dash, and then he does like one more time A H dash A H. Yeah, that's the mood that this whole album gives me. I like when that man yells. I love his voice. I love when he shows just passion, just feeling. Like he doesn't keep it in, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's the the cool part about Pisces because like being a Cancer for many years, I have. Sometimes had uh, hard times distinguishing between, like, Cancer and Pisces just because they're very emotional signs. And I've always looked at Pisces as, like, an emotion to self where, like, I feel like Cancer is, like, an emotion because, like, other people hurt their feelings or they're sad about other people. And Cancers are known as, like, the motherly sign, the nurturing sign. So when I looked at Pisces, I'm like, what are y'all crying about? But, like, honestly, they, they can see the, all the answers to the universe and the stars mapped out and this man obviously it is the oldest sign in the zodiac you know you got aries to pisces and i don't know i think that uh hosier is a very developed pisces you know obviously every sign has underdeveloped and developed uh tendencies but the fact that like you're noting you know his sign with this album i can't think of an album that's like this it, it feels like some ancient fucking like poetry like it, it feels very very refined wine like it's been aging it feels really well, good when i think of pisces i actually feel like they feel everything so they feel for other people they feel for themselves and they feel like the depths of the cosmos so like i agree with you before i felt like i understood pisces i actually felt like they were just like a sister to cancer that they were also just as sad you know um but the more i understand pisces i feel like they take the things from cancer and scorpio and they put it in one, and then, like, they're worried about literally, like, other realities and shit like that. Like, they're, like, all feeling on all levels. So, I, I, I respect your honest opinion of, like, what you thought of Pisces, because I felt, like, the same thing. He also has a Pisces Mercury, by the way. Yeah. So, when he speaks, <clears throat> he speaks poetically. Well, I have a seventh house Pisces, so uh, Jose is actually, like, speaking about the love that I can't put into words myself, so I really appreciate him for doing that well, for me. Funny you say that because I have a Pisces eighth house, which is about death and rebirth, That's and crazy. this whole album is actually about transformation and intense reflection. And death and so, rebirth. Yeah. What? In death and rebirth. So really, he's also speaking to me. That's crazy. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm just fucking with nice. you. All right, Anyways, y'all want to dive into the songs? Let's get started. Um, there are a lot of songs, so like, let's we can go through them quickly and talk about our favorite ones. You know what I'm saying? Quickly, okay. I, no, I'm talking about, like, the ones where maybe we don't, like, really understand them or there's not, like, a whole lot to say yet. Yeah, like, let's be honest. Anything. If there's one you don't really have much to say, we'll just kind of talk and move on. I'll be like, yeah, this yeah, song yeah, yeah. is good. I personally just don't understand a lot about it yet, you know? What'd you say? Like, if there's songs, which there okay. are on this on this album, where I'm like, I love the way it sounds, don't know anything about it yet, you know? It's just, like, the reality, I feel like... I did not go on a much of a deep dive as you did, Kaylin. Really much appreciate that, though. So if you have anything to mention about songs that I don't know a lot about, you could totally say it. But I'm just letting you know Yay. that there are songs that I don't know a whole lot about. I love this, like, thing Mariah gave me, too, the, like, layers to hell. That's definitely going to, like, we're going to feel the descent as we, like, go through each song. For me, so we're going to start with DeSelby. I'm just going to start with DeSelby part one and two, like, this conversation about part one and two. I hate to start off the podcast like this. I don't know a lot about DeSelby. All I know is I love part two a lot. I love the way it mm-hmm. sounds. And the lyrics don't really make a whole lot of sense to me. 
Um, so I'm going to open it up to you guys if you if you know anything about DeSelby. I just like the way it sounds. Yeah, I actually, when this album first came out, I looked it up because he's speaking um, in Irish, like in an Ireland tongue at halfway point in the first song. So I was like, I need to know what this man is saying. <laughs> um, but I mean, I get the gist of the song really just being about this like new darkness. And that's why when we talk about the fact that the album's about a breakup, it's almost like, you know, him acknowledging that, like, there's this darkness around him. Like, I think he has a line. Oh, I think I wrote it down. That says, a darkness so deep that God at the start couldn't bear. And he's talking about how this, like, emptiness feels, like, basically so heavy. And, like, I feel the same emptiness that God felt, that he couldn't even exist alone. Um, so Shit, Okay, the- I'm reading the lyrics as we go, guys. Like, I'm not going to lie this song. I would listen to it. I'm like, love the way it sounds. And I <laughs> look at the lyrics. But looking at the lyrics, they're a little easier to understand. I agree. But um, say what you were going to say, Kaylin, and then I'll make my response. Oh, okay. Um, so, obviously, like, I started off strong with my research skills, and then as I was running late for the podcast, like, I did a little less of the deep dive. But luckily, we can start out with deep dive. For DeSelby, he is actually a philosopher who wrote a book called The Third Policeman. And he has a quote that the song references talking about how human existence, both life and death, is an hallucination and how um darkness it's not that it's a lack of light like it's like black air and so in the song he says um at last when all of the world is asleep so talking about nighttime you take in the blackness of the air like the the likes of darkness so deep and it said that god at the start couldn't bear that's when god created light he was saying like you know like god made the sunrise kind of thing Mm-hmm. Um, but I just thought, like, how fucking deep of this man to, like, reference, like, philosophers work to describe, like, how black night is. Like, you know what I mean? How dark it is. Like, it's not just that there's no light, it's that, like, the air is black itself and you can feel it when you breathe in. Like, like, holy yeah, shit. Yeah, you look up Kenzie, he has a YouTube video breaking down this song specifically. Well, the more I'm looking at these lyrics, like, with this song, it's feeling like he's making these references to the beginning of the world being dark and black to how we view our inner selves at the beginning. Like, before you do a deep dive of internal work, it truly is as if there was no light ever. Because you can't see yourself in a mirror. He literally says, he says, Mm-hmm. And sit unseen with only the inner upheld. Your reflection can't offer a word to the bliss of not knowing yourself. Like, you can't see your reflection if you're in the dark. You can't see it without any light. Also, I think that references another, I think it's a book line or something. And it's some theory that, like, you're never looking at your current self in the mirror because it will always be a slightly younger version of yourself. Well, yeah, it'll always be, like, a different understanding of yourself as well, though. But like mm-hmm. he, oh yeah, I know, I know that's the he, sim- symbology or, or symbolism of it. Symbology. <laughs> and when he says, "With all the mirroring gone from the world, but still the mind rejecting this new empty space fills it with something or someone." So what I'm saying is, when you are at a point in your self-discovery where you don't know who you are and you're in this darkness, like even though you can't see yourself in a mirror, like you physically can't see yourself because there's no light you still make a reflection to fill up that dark space because you're too uncomfortable with not knowing what's there. So, like, people Uh pretend to be a certain way or, like, you know, they make up a persona, they put their belief in someone else. Like, I feel like this song is a really good opening to, like, 
recognizing maybe I don't know myself. Maybe I need to go deeper. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You have what to listen saying, to it front to back because it like which I always pitch, but he tells such the story of this love and like his self discovery and like the heartbreak, the still love, like so perfectly. And so for him to start with this song talking about it's almost like imagine you're fresh out of a relationship and you're in this aloneness, this darkness. And it's like now he's self-reflecting before moving forward throughout the album. And maybe he's recognizing that he put that person as his yeah. reflection before well, you start to they become, ended. When you're with someone for so long, you start to become versions of them. Well, I also feel like if you start to, if you're dating somebody at from a place of like a little less development, mm-hmm. you're going to have a bigger risk of kind of like having them fill that dark void that you don't understand of yourself. Yeah. And there's nothing, you're not a bad person for doing that. You're like a new, brand new soul who that doesn't know what they're doing until it happens yeah. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And now that they've left, he's at, he's left with the darkness of like acknowledging himself, you know? Yeah. Um, before we leave the part one, part two, I wanted to, uh, I wrote a line down from part two uh, that I liked. Where we begin and end, I'd still know you. Not being shown you, because it's dark, um, if, if y'all remember that pot. I only, uh, what's it? Oh, I can't read my own handwriting. I only need the working of my hand. So he's saying, even in the dark, like, I still know you, but not, like, I don't have to be shown you. Like, Ugh. There was a Greek mythology reference to Achilles, and um, it's, in, it's in the book Achilles, by the way, I think it's called. If you read it, uh, are you speaking into the microphone? By the way, you sound just a little quiet. Can you hear me now? It's a little better. I, I think it was just drifting. Okay, there's a book. I'm pretty sure. Was it? It's either called Achilles or it's really popular. Okay, everybody reads it. It's blue book with a big gold, like Greek helmet on it. Okay. Um, okay. But it's about Achilles and his lover man from what I've heard. I don't know if that's the main plot. It could There could be, like, a bunch of other shit going on. All I know is that he's got a lover, and there's this famous quote from the book saying that he his lover would know him, whether he was blind or deaf, just by the touch of his skin, like, with yeah. his hands. So, when Hosier makes that reference to saying, like, I would still know you in the dark, I would only need the work of my hands, it really reminds me of that that couple mm-hmm. it also reminds me of the couple um kenzie you're going to remind me of their names i think it's eros is the one with the wings right eros he yeah he's the son of aphrodite, aphrodite. and he falls in love with a mortal woman and he doesn't want her to see his wings so he only like like they, they get married and everything and like you know they do it in the dark and she's like i want to see you love and he's like nope only in the dark you can't see my mm-hmm. wings Mm-hmm. Reminds me of that too. A little differently, I think yours is uh, a little more closer to the reference. But like, damn, just like I don't, I don't even know like to know you. I love when he says, "Uh, I want to be when you fall on me like night. I want to kill the lights. I want to run against the world that's turning." He says, "When mm-hmm. you fall on me like night, like he's literally this man. All he does is talk about sex in the most like lovely of ways, you know." I just, mm-hmm. I think that's such a lovely line. I, I watched a video of him talking about the song, and he was like, the song's supposed to be, like, a sad song, but I added a disco track to it, so it, it's popping. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the the next song, first time, I feel like, is popping, and I think it also ends sad, like, or I, I assume it mm-hmm. does. 
Well, let's wrap up this LB. Overall, I don't completely understand it yet, but I think it's very romantic, and I love the insights that you guys gave about it, and I really appreciate it. Um, do you have anything else to say about Deselby before we move on to first time? No, we should keep it pushing. Okay, all right. First time. First time is my favorite song on the album, and it's just uh, my favorite songs will change depending on how much I listen to an album, but currently right now I really love first time. Uh, I love the way it sounds, but... There, the thing I love about First Time is, yes, it ends sad, but I personally feel like it doesn't really end that sad, okay? So he talks about this person he's with, and when they came into his life, the first time they called him baby, a.k.a. entering his life in a romantic way, a part of him died, but a part of him simultaneously came alive. And I feel like when you meet somebody who affects your life that deeply and help helps you transform into the next person you're supposed to be that is exactly what happens a part of you that needed to die or leave which is not a bad thing just needed to leave dies and with their presence you know they incite you in within you new growth and new change and i find that so beautiful and by the end he talks about like you know the final time you called me baby no he said some part of me must have died the final time you called me baby but some part of me came alive the final time that you called me baby. And it was like, oh, my God, I'm getting chills, bro. It's like literally finding so much beauty in this relationship and gratefulness for what it brought you and what you learned from it and and still loving them, even if that means you can't be with them. Um, it makes me sad because I would hope that this person he really loves, actually, he could be with. But maybe he's at a point in his life where he can't be with them right now or, you know, whatever happened happened but he still has so much immense love he he makes it so hard for me because he makes these songs about people who break his heart but he truly just still has so much love for them and i'm like then just be uh-huh. with them like what do you mean like it makes me sad but tell me what you guys thought about this song um sometimes it's not that easy you can go caitlin um what did i write down oh i put three hearts i said ended sad question mark i love the way it sounded i i remember like this was a song that, like, genuinely had me, like, bumping in my seat. I was like, okay. And I really love the way that this man writes. I, Again, I think it's just you got to be Pisces Mercury to pull it off. But, like, just the beginning, too, talking about, like, the uneasiness with his self and the uneasiness with, like, you know, pe- being called his own name. Like, he's like, ugh, that just doesn't sound quite right. And then um, he worded his soul as an uneasy ally of the body, just, like, not comfortable in his skin and I'm just like the way that he wrote it I really really liked and then talking I thought it was going to turn into like a and then you called my name and everything was great but it was more than that like you said it was like you killed a part of me that needed to die so that another part of me you could bring alive he literally compared he said in the first time that you kissed me I drank dry the river Lethe do you know what the river Lethe is I wanted to ask the river Lethe is in Tartarus or in hell well actually it's just in hell, like uh, in Hades' underworld. Um, to Tartarus is an even deeper place, actually. But Lethe is a river. It's like a poisonous river. It really, out of all of mythology, it's like the worst river, okay? Like in Greek mythology. Mm. And Heroes, Achilles, was dipped in the river Lethe by his ankle. So when he was a baby, he was dipped except for the tip of his ankle. And it was incredibly painful, but it made him invincible. So he went through this incredible pain to become invincible. Um, And a lot of heroes would try to go dip themselves in this river so that they could be um, unbeatable in battle. But 
if you can't handle the transformation, you'll die kind of thing. And just imagine what it would be like to drink that water. Nonetheless, dip yourself in it. So when he says, and the first time that you kissed me, I drank dry the river Lethe. He's talking about her presence in kiss brought such a transformation, a painful transformation that it changed him. But like he still loved it. He was like, it was like sweet but bad at the same time because it required mm-hmm. parts of me to die. But if you drink the water and you still live, then you become stronger because of it. So when he That's said really that, cool. I was like, he said her, his, her kiss was so powerful that he compared it to the river of Lethe. Like, holy shit. That's really, That's romantic. really romantic. I really like that. And again, it's it goes back into our play of death and rebirth, which we all know the death card in the tarot deck is not as scary as people or normies might think. It, you know, talks about accepting change and how even though change is scary, how, how you want to resist death, there's, like, literally, like, the sunrise in the card, and, like, you have to look forward to the coming change, because it's, it's, it's here, and you have to accept it. You have to accept the change. I love you have to accept the growth. I love a man that falls apart in my presence. Um, what did you say? I said I love a man that falls apart in my presence. What was that, Maya? <laughs> uh, I, when the album first dropped, I'd say this is a song that you can very easily gravitate to. Uh, it's got a very good catch to it. I remember on Hosier Twitter, a lot of people were not liking this song. A lot of people were saying it wasn't that good. That made me so upset because I think even if you take apart, like, oh, the song doesn't have to make you do research like his other songs. Vocally, I think this is one of his best songs on the album. I think that you can, yeah. maybe not like in a range, I would say, but like to hear his raw vocals, this is one of the best songs on the album to take it in. Let's be uh, honest, half of his fans probably come from just take me to church no, times. No, this is like Hosier like, Twitter. No, yeah, this is like the Hosier fans apparently didn't like yeah, this Yeah, they were just saying it was a weaker song. And I was so upset because I think that, again, like we said, I think we're going to say this throughout these podcasts. It does such a good job with the whole rebirth part. Um, I personally love the second verse when he pulls up this whole like metaphor of the flowers. Um, hold, let me pull it up. I'm not prepared like Kinsey because oh yeah, like something um, from the stand. He talks about I think these days to the flowers were my that were left by my mother, and he says that this life lived mostly underground, unknowing either sight nor sound, till reaching up for sunlight just to be ripped out by the stem. And then he goes into like this whole rant, and then he ends it. This verse, like even when you listen to it audibly, is so good because then he just kind of goes on this ramble, and then he goes anyway. And then cuts to the chorus. No, but listen, that ramble is so important, Raya. That ramble is so important. He talks about the birth of a flower coming out, pushing through the ground, all of its colors coming out for only certain simple moments until it's ripped out from the ground. It says, uh, till reaching up, up for sunlight just to be ripped out of the stem, sensing only now that it's dying, drying out, then drowning blindly blooming forth its every color in the moments that it has left. Like, in the moments that that flower has left to live after it's been ripped out of the stem, it's trying to share the space with simple living things, infinitely suffering, but fighting off, like all creation, the absence of itself. You know, it's fighting so off good. the death of itself. It's so like, good. A flower just trying to fight for its life, and in the last moments when it's been... S- picked from the earth it's still trying to enjoy its life until it dies that like, second verse is like my favorite verse in the whole song so that that's how he compared audible being with her the way he accelerates his vocals while he's singing it where it starts off this like so like sweet and then it starts rushing and then he's just like anyway some part of me died i'm like 
I know. That's how he describes being with this woman. Like he's like, I like pushed out of this ground. Like I was so crazy for you, and then like you just ripped me by the stem, and I still am trying to enjoy the like what I had just done. You know, with you. Yeah. Oh my god. Sorry. It's it's good. No, it's good. It's uh, good. I also wrote down the line, and there's limits to my emptiness because this is now the third song where he's talking about this emptiness, this darkness. Mm-hmm. Also, I again, I like the theme of even the <coughs> the, the flower coming from underground. It's like also this like immersion, like because he said that he's always felt lost underground. Remember, like the you know I've hidden underground. I you know. Um, don't know myself, and then it's almost like this, um, right when I was starting to discover myself, like, right when I, you know, and, yes. and coming up from beneath, you know, like, this whole symbolism. Like I said, this person incited growth within Hosier from a place where he was a seed, but then quickly, you know, disrupts it by the symbolism of ripping him out of the ground. Like, it's this growth, death, and acceptance cycle that he keeps talking about, you know? So we were going to move on to Francesca, even though first time was a lovely combo. Yeah. Uh, so for Francesca, I know I said first time is my favorite currently, but technically when it comes to like uh, like lyrics and, and like this is my favorite song on that. This one. is my all time favorite. I, I would say "Through Me the Flood," which is on the EP, and Francesca are my act, like favorite poetry ones. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I've just been bopping the first time. But anyways, with Francesca. I'm just going to leave it for me. We we could still keep talking about it, but I just want to hear more of what you guys think because I'm curious. I really love just the comparison of saying that heaven is not fit for to house a love like you and I. This absolute, like, you and I against the world. I literally don't care. I'm so in love with you, and I will commit any sin to be with you. That is what I'm obsessed with this song, but I would like to hear what you guys have to say. Mariah, you first. Um, I wrote down that this song is a literal work of art. Um, I think this song is amazing. I love the symbolism. I understand this song was the first time Hosier introduced this concept of the depths of hell and the floors of hell. And the floors of hell apparently are are rotating floors of hell. So when he gets to the end of the song and he threw on the effects of spinning while listening, like if you get to like the last part of the song, it sounds like he is audibly moving while he's singing it. And I think that is such a genius concept for him. Um, and again, like you said, the lyricist of the like the love, like the love that we have and how it's only fit for us. And I, like he's like all this. I'd go through all of this again to still have this love right now. And we all know that I love love. I think I it's love love. <laughs> so I think we... it's a wonderful concept. And Hosier somehow yet again has made me sit here like, Kicking my feet. <laughs> I'm kicking my feet. I literally kicking feet vibes. When no, I remember Kinsey had posted this to her story like after it came out, and y'all be on it. I'd be asleep, and I woke <laughs> up, and I like open or, or no no no. She had shared it was like the lyrics, and it was like specifically the first lyrics, like the you know how dare you think I could scare so yes. You know what it gave me? Sorry. You know what it gave me? It gave me um me kicking my feet when the phantom walked towards Raul and said, how dare you think I would hurt a head on or a hair on her head when it's all your fault. But like, you know, he, he's like, please free her. I'm so happy. She's safe. He's like, how dare you think I would hurt her when this is your fault? Like blaming him, which I don't know. It just gives like this raw passion, which 
By the way, guys, we have entered the second layer of hell, the lust one, which I don't think this is lust. I think, obviously, this is just about descent and about, like we said, unearthing, like, depths to who we are. But I think out of, like, all of the sins, like, besides, like, maybe wrath, I would say that, like, lust has such a passion and rage to it that, like, this, Francesca gives that. Francesca's giving, like, like, a different form. Like, the fact that he's, like, we weren't made to each other, but I would still do it again is, like, this lust for this well, romance. No, they were has. made together. They were made to be together. They weren't made to be together and live happily ever after because they suffered from it, right? Yeah. But I just love how he says, um, it's right at the beginning. He's like, do you think I'd give up that this might have shook the love for me or that I was on the brink how could you think, darling, I'd scare so easily? Like, that man is like, uh, that's funny. He's like, that was nothing. Get soon the after that, about, he also like, says. Two gods, right? Or, like, what? literally, like, isn't this song about, like, these two souls that were separated or whatever? I can't think it's of the name. It's actually about a couple in history. I forget their names. Yeah. Um, a woman who was betrothed to another man, and she was in love with someone else. And, Fuck. Francesca de Rimini, who is a soul, being punished to the second circle of hell. Ooh. Oh, wait. Actually, maybe it was a story. Maybe it wasn't real people. But um, I have some yeah, it's just a story about like lovers that weren't allowed to be together, and they chose to be together anyways, and they got caught. And Even though they, they, they would go to hell. They were like, we're going to be together anyway. Yep. And you oh. know what? I yeah. like that. Like, I couldn't remember the names of the people, but I remember the lore tied to the song. Yes. Wow. Which is why at the end when they're going through the like the floors and the layers of hell, when you hear the distance in his voice, I know you guys know what I'm talking about at the end of the song when his voice kind of changes and it's so good for him to do that creative twist on it. Mm-hmm. I like, I like the lyrics too. The, my life was a storm since I was born. How could I fear any hurricane? And then he said, if somebody asked me at the end, at the end, aka death, I tell them, put me back in it. Yeah, he'd be like, Give me the exact same experience. I want to reincarnate with this bitch. Do it oh again. Oh, my God. And then when it said heaven is not a fit. Okay, so I took that as, like, you know, obviously, like, this toxito love, this uh, spicy, spicy love, um, like, a.k.a. we're not perfect um, in the eyes of, like, heaven. That's how I took it, but now I'm taking it a little step, like, closer to that symbolism of descent. Like, you know, we're obviously going to hell together. Like, Literally, Caleb, do me a favor after the podcast. Go back and listen to it. You can hear the way the audio changes where it sounds like he's literally falling through hell at the end of the song. Mm. Well, here's the thing. I don't think their love is actually bad. Hear me out. I don't think they're bad. They were cursed. Sinful or bad at all. What I think is that their, uh, their love is bad in the eyes of others. So if you think of heaven, that's like, I do nothing wrong. I make no mistakes. You know, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, he's trying to say, he's like, our love isn't fit for what people think is right. But we think it's right. So we're going to be together anyways. And oh. I think, honestly, at the end of the day, that should be everyone's love. I think if you love someone and you understand your situation with them, then it should be above all else that you shouldn't listen to what other people think of it. Or the... Uh, standards that they put you to, like it's and a listeners do not get that confused with abuse and feeling yeah, no, no, like no, you no, have no, to no, stay. That, that's wrong. I'm just <laughs> talking about like if two people have been together, they've made some mistakes or whatever the fuck, or maybe just the fact that they're together is not good. Like um, I know this woman was betrothed to another man, so the fact that she still chose to be with this man was like seen as like yeah. adultery. You know what I'm saying? Like. I personally feel like they're being authentic and they're living the lives they want to live. Sorry. And like, technically, they would be, like, fucking, you know, stoned or fucking shamed for yeah. um, 
lust. They it's would be. Weird. They wouldn't be like that's like, love. I feel like the truest love is actually being like, um, what's it called? Disciplined. Like they're disciplining this couple when this couple is actually truly in love with one another because they're expecting them to live their lives for other people when really they just want to be with each other. And I don't know. It's such a sad story to see like two people who really love each other be like thrown into hell because they they wanted to be with each other and they didn't mm-hmm. want to live for other people. That's why I think the song is so romantic because they still choose hell over you know living an authentic <laughs> life every time. So side That's tangent. Kaylin side <laughs> tangent. Uh, when Colin and I were playing Red Dead Redemption, because that's, like, his little gamey, um, we accepted this mission, and he said, I always pick pick the same outcome every time. And I said, huh, okay, we'll see what I pick. And it's this, like, old man, like, at the sheriff's office, and the sheriff's not doing anything. Um, Like, he's not taking him seriously. He's like, I don't care if your wife ran away or blah, blah, blah. He's like, my wife has been kidnapped. Please go get my wife. And he's this old, dirty man, and we're like, okay, what does your wife look like? And he's like really young, blonde, super young, hot, like, you know, and we're like, oh, okay, well, you know, your wife's kidnapped, let's go find her. And straight up, she's trying to run away with another man. She's like, I'm in love with this man. I will kill myself if you take me back to him. Like, do, do not. And like, your options are to kill the man she's running away with and to kidnap her, take her back to her technical husband, the old man, uh, or to help them escape. And you have to kill off a ton of people who are chasing after both of them. And at the end, like, um, She's like, thank you so much, and they ride off into the sunset together. But I was telling Colin, I'm like, nobody ever picks the other option, do they? And he's like, some people do. I'm like, why? And I actually, I said, what happens if you pick this? And he's like, I don't know. We looked it up, and it's like, yeah, you kill her lover. And I'm like, what the fuck? Why would anybody pick that one? I don't know. <laughs> people who don't believe in love. I know, but I'm just saying, like, people would call her a sinner. they call her, you know, a whore or whatever. Exactly, but- and you know what? He had to kill all them bitches to help his girl out. And that's what Hosier is saying. Hosier's like, I'll commit any crime if it's in the name of you. And I'm like, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's like that's like Aaron, ride or die. Aaron said, I'll commit genocide. So oh, that's, that's, a, that's a different conversation. Well, I'll just spoiler. I'll cut it. Sometimes I forget that not everybody's on the same page as me. Um, do you guys want to move on to the next song? Yeah. Okay. Because we're already at 45 minutes and we are on now the fourth or third song. We can always do a part two if you want. Yeah, let's do a part two because I'm really enjoying the, you know, just the back and forth, even if it's new information being told. Just because, like, yeah, we'll just cut it after after, uh, Song of Nicks. Yeah, his song, you know, his album is very intense, so I don't want to, like, have to. Actually, we'll cut it after Who We Are because Son of Nicks does really good at bleeding into all things in. Okay. So for I Carrion, um, I like. I carry on. I carry on. I carry on. Jesus Christ. For for I carry on. I I like giving like these little blurbs right at the beginning of the song and then seeing what you guys have to say and continue talking about it. My favorite part about the song is the fact that it talks about choosing to lock arms with your lover even if you are falling to your death. Like I will fall to my death and literally burn and hit the ground as long as you just don't fall away from me. You know what I'm saying? Like. I'm here mm-hmm. through any hard transformation as long as you are here with me. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, that is, like, the level of devotion. To, to tell somebody, you know, I'll love you forever and I'll get married to you and I'll live a happy life with you is easy. But when you choose to stay with someone through something that intense or traumatic, like, change within your life, 
that is what true love is because you yeah. like, to find love in like those darkest places or painful places is what real love is you know so that's why i really love this song the um obviously icarus uh yeah Two for two with like the the whole Wasteland Baby having a um, song about Icarus too. Yeah, but uh, I, yeah, like I actually talked. I had DM'd. I was DMing a girl from Hosier Twitter, and we were talking about the song. And she said that because you know they're crazy and they know everything about Hosier ever. They had said that he had actually said when he after he performed the song once that it very much ties back to Icarus to Sunlight and that reference. And he was saying that like. The point of this one is that he he didn't realize that he was falling because he was so blinded by the feelings and overwhelmness of the feeling that Icarus had when flying towards the sun that when he started to fall, he was too, like, joyful to even process that he was falling. So basically, like, talking about the relationship when it was falling apart, not realizing. But with this one, he, he chooses to fall with her. That's what, no, that's what he's talking about. This song, he's saying that with the fall, he doesn't realize that it's a fall at first. That is true. He, but, he I mean, had said with, that when he was uh, performing it. If you look back at Sunlight, if we're just like looking at the difference with the lyrics, mm-hmm. um, he talks about how her love is like the sun and that it feels so good that he doesn't notice he's falling um, yeah. and that he would fall anyways just because it feels so good. And it's more like him, like his perspective of it. But this song talks about falling with one another, with one another, not just his experience, yeah. like choosing to fall with someone even if it doesn't feel like falling, like like uh, if they're falling and experiencing things in their relationship that are intense or hard, it still doesn't feel like falling to him because he's with her, you yes. know? And he's like, with a breath of air, you'll use, what did he say? He said something about how she helps him fly with like a breath of air. Um, just ignore me, whatever. He does say that. He, he just says like how she literally is the air that lifts his wings up. Mm-hmm. So if they fall together, he doesn't give a shit. He's like, we're going to be fine anyways. But if we do fall and hit the ground, we can get back up kind of thing. Like, except it's just like this cycle. He keeps talking about with each one of his songs, cycles of you will fall. So accept it. But you can get back up and rebirth and learn more. And it will go over and over and over again. And the more you try to fight it, the harder you're going to make it for yourself. So I like how this Icarus song is more about him and his partner and not just how his partner affects him. You know? Yeah, and it's again about, like we said, the death and rebirth. I mean, it, we're talking about, like, uh, what's it called? Like, carcass, you know, like the... Carcass? The... Yep. No, it, yeah, Kaylin, actually, I He's I talking that... about the decaying of flesh when, in the song. Yeah, carry on but, or oh, whatever. Is I, like, I was thinking death. of I- Icarus. Like, I thought you were saying Icarus. Oh, no. I was like... Yeah, ca- carry on is, like, dead flesh, like, yes. decaying. So, I, I think it's still continuously talks about this metamorphosis that he's referring to yeah it says i dead flesh that's what carry on means so like when he talks about the icarus part of sunlight that he has gotten too close to the sun and now he is like this dying flesh of the change Mm -hmm. i don't have anything to say about this one it's okay i mean nothing that you guys haven't said all right let's move on to uh eat your young so, with Eat Your Young, I haven't even really been talking about the way this song sounds, and it's not that they don't sound good, it's just the lyrics are so, like, meaty and good and delicious, okay? I'm so sorry. But with Eat Your Young, love the way it sounds. I will put it on any day, or any of these songs I would, but I'm just saying, like, if I want to bop, if I want to bop, I put this song on. 
And I love how Hosier is so cutthroat with his... Yeah, he talks about love. He talks about how much he loves somebody, and I think it's so romantic. But when he wants to talk about dystopian society and, like, the yeah. injustices... How bad the that, world is. That man will pull out everything. He don't give a fuck. And I love that. And I love how this song is referring to the greed of human beings and what they're willing to, not sacrifice, but literally let suffer for what they want. You know, like, and not themselves suffering. Like, they will let other people suffer. And I love just the... I give him so much credit for his, like, acknowledgement of, like, social justice. I mean, I remember Nina Has Power. Like, he was like, this song had so much more depth to it. So when E.E. Young came out, I remember... I was just like, yeah, it's like a good song. And Kinsey had broke it down to me once because she like uh, spent 24 hours listening to the three songs that came out on the EP. I came home from work one day <laughs> and Kinsey was like, let me tell you exactly what this song means. And I was like, perfect. And then I was like, shit. And I remember I didn't really love it at first. Like I was hooked on the other two songs on the EP. Yeah. But now when I listen to it, I'm like, this is a good song. Well, this and I like this one poppy, catchy song with deep lyrics. Mm-hmm. I like how this one sounds more than Nina Cried Power personally. I love the way Nina cried power, but yeah, it's okay. I, um, you can, like, there's nothing wrong with, like, preferring how other songs sound over others. You know, that's, like, a preference, you know what I'm saying? But I do love the way Eat Your Young sounds. I actually would probably listen to it more uh, just because of the, the sound. But um, I love, one thing I love about Hosier is, like, his outlandish shit that he says. And, <laughs> like, like, just, like, eating your young, right? Like, you say that out loud right now, and people are going to be like, Oh my god, that's so crazy! Like I would, I could never eat my children. Blah 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 blah. Well, there's lots of things we've said in past history that we said we'd never do, and we are doing today. Like, um, what's it called? Camps, you know, like concentration yeah, camps. Yeah, concentration camps. We all camp. talk about. Oh my god, that was horrible! But it's still going on today. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it's still a real thing, and I think Hosier took something so so intense like eating your children to compare it to what is the wrong that is going on in today's society because honestly with the way consumerism and things like that i'm going to say whatever i want to say i feel like human beings are capable of even being that fucking insane to eat their kids yeah i mean i i think okay so first of all um i wanted to reference uh some one of the research bits i found it said that uh, the title could be alluding to the 1729 satirical essay called A Modest Proposal by Jonathan Swift, where he suggests as a solution to poverty in Ireland at the time that the poor should sell their children to be cannibalized by the rich. Which, you know, we've been talking about even the way that, like, I think I was talking to a girl in the mall about it the other day, but, like, I think I was just feeling really disgusted. You know how people leave their, like, fucking garbage around for service workers to pick up? Like, they'll buy a coffee from one store, like, or a coffee shop in the mall, and they'll walk over to a department store and leave it, like, sitting on a pile of clothes or something for it to spill and, like, you know, for some teenager to, like, clean up. And I think about other countries who are way more, like, um, courteous of others and come together as a community, and the only reason humanity has been able to rise up to be, like, one of the top uh, species of the planet, the, you know, dominant species of the planet, is because we, like, came together and built societies, and I just, seeing how greedy individuals got to, like, uh, unlevel the scales, you know, like, you know, the 1%, and what sacrifice it comes to, like, 
the people, everyone, like everyone else. It's just, I think it's gotten to the point where even the poor people are becoming so desensitized to it too. Like you said, consumerism. Like, yes, the poor people don't even realize how like screwed we're getting because like we're literally like literally being fed garbage and shit and like our bodies are being used as like gears in a cog to keep the rich up and exactly. you know no ryan and i were talking about like you know we were talking about this woman like acquainted to you know us or whatever and how she keeps having kids but she's on drugs and they keep taking those kids and putting them into the adoption agency and i was like okay not to force this upon her but to make it as a, an option why not after she has one of her children the hospital offer like a hey, we see that you're having a hard time. Would you like us to offer a complimentary, like, tubes tied? It's completely reversible. And when you're ready to have kids one day, you can reverse it and have children. And then when I said it out loud, I was like, wait, no. The government wants bodies. They, they want more they bodies. Want workers. Yeah. The thing is, humans are seen as products to be used and with no empathy. Like, when he says... Pull, pull up the ladder when the flood comes. Throw enough rope until the legs have swung. Seven new ways that you can eat your young. So, like, talking about... So, the flood is, like, this inevitable ending of the world. Like, when we talk about the flood, it's going to get rid of everything. And who can, like, survive that kind of flood? People who can get on the ship. People who have the money and the resources. And with the fact that he says, throw enough rope until the legs have swung, to me, that is, like, putting up rope to hang bodies right to like get rid of bodies that aren't that cannot be used do not have space for or to eat do you know what i'm saying so like he's also talking like only throw enough so that the right people can get on like it's a metaphoric of like the the first part before the rope part what was the line it says pull up the ladder when the flood comes throw enough rope until the legs have swung oh you're right you're right Um, sorry i missed sorry when i think of that with the legs swinging i think no you're right that's what i was thinking but like so, like, the, this, like, me or no one else, like, me above everybody else, like, I'm going to save myself on the ship, and there's going to be tons of people who die, and I don't care because I want to live, and I only care about my life. Yeah. And this song just really talks about mass consumerism, the rich. Um, obviously, I'm not going to blame poor people for, like, the fact that we are in this cycle. I'm going to blame the people who have the most control over it, which is the rich. Um, but, like, like Kaylin said, mentioning back to what I had said is that like, you know, people are starting to get very stuck in this cycle of like treating even service workers horribly because they want some sort of control. They want to feel like they can be served kind of thing in a, in a specific way that basically um, dehumanizes the person that's working for them, you know? So mm-hmm. I really yeah. like, I give him so that. much credit for writing stuff like this. There's a lot of artists, celebrities, whatever out there that don't use their platform correctly and I give Hosier a thousand times credit for using his platform to speak up for people who can't get spoken for or don't get spoken for. He does it on the regular basis. And it means the world from like a minority to see him, even if it's him representing a different minority that I'm not a part of. Like that's huge because there's people who have the platform who don't speak at all. And I feel like he does it so right. Like he doesn't yes. do it in a like white savior way. Like, whatsoever. He really does it in the way that I would expect and urge other creators to do yes. it. Like, he's educating himself and educating others. He's not just like, I donate to the Black Lives Matter movement. I'm rich and can donate that. He's like, I also want to speak on it and talk about it and talk and make sure the conversation doesn't end. I want this to be a regular conversation because it should be. Mm-hmm. He's literally my God. He's the person I serve. 
I literally love this man. But yeah, overall with Eat Your Young, I love how um, intense it is. I love how it uses the literal example of eating your young and pulling from history where that was, you know, suggested. Because that's how bad things were getting. And the fact that, like, I'm sure people were appalled hearing that. And it's like, well, what? I'm not actually going to eat my young. But the fact that I'm telling you that that's one of the only ways I'm coming up with ways to, like, survive. Survive. Means that maybe we are in a place that is not good. And that you guys should do more to help the people that need the help, you know? So I love just how brash this man is. I really do. Kaylin's fun side note that reminded me of this song, too. Um, Did you know that only three people from the Titanic were from the third class? Everyone else that was saved was mostly first class and then second class. Yep. They let all the poor people die. Listen, if you're a Christian, that's fine. But listen, at the end of the day, I hate a lot of Christians. All right, that kind of fucking story shit that makes me want to like burn Bibles. Mm-hmm. The fuck, first class citizens? Are you serious? Yeah, they they obviously there is the note which I feel like some Titanic fucking you know, and I, I say this as a fellow autistic member, uh, autistic like, uh, very passionate special interest for the Titanic is going to come for me. Uh, I will clarify that a lot of the first class rooms were towards the top and that a lot of people did die on impact at the bottom, like, you know, towards that. That being said, why was there only three survivors? Like, I feel like, and and like that even so, the second class citizens still had a chance to come up. It's just like, I know there's only like so few lifeboats. Like, I know that that was like the main thing, but it's just like, it's a very telling story. Like this, even the boat itself was designed in greed with not having enough lifeboats for everyone. With not having everybody in mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn, sorry, that gets me intense. Um, Gonna hate you, young. So next song, Damage Gets Done. Ryan and I mm. have talked about how... I mentioned something about this song the other day during the High School Musical podcast, actually, about this oh, yeah. song. And I love how this song talks about when you are actually enjoying your life and being happy and doing things that are are authentically for you, that is not when the damage gets done. So a lot of people like to refer that to when you're younger, right? Before you're, that doesn't mean you can't enjoy your life when you're older. I'm just saying when you're younger, you're, you don't have as many people telling you who you should be. You don't have as many people, like you're not jaded. You're not like, you haven't really gotten into the world where people start to really nitpick at you. And there are many things I can look back at in my youth that I think, don't make me happy but there are so many things i did in my youth where i was just being myself i wasn't letting the real world problems or other people's opinions affect what i wanted to do Mm -hmm. he talks about in this song where damage gets done not during that time like later in life when people are affecting you and trying to control you and they think they're helping you but really they're actually making your life harder because you're forgetting who you are because you're the only person that can tell you that so you st- this damage starts to, like, you know, occur as you start listening to other people. And I can even look at my own life, like, when there was a very big time in my life, like, three years ago. No, more like four or five years ago, when I started just really abandoning myself and forgetting what I wanted because I was so concerned with making other people happy. And then that's when the damage started really coming into my life, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like the the beginning of the song he talks about um like material things first he like talks about how like you know money basically what he's saying is like a lot of like money and what you own doesn't matter it's like the connections and the people 
And I know he says like, you know, being reckless and young is what's important versus yes. like trying to achieve all these material things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this song is like the classic example of like um, the song being a bop, but actually having sad lyrics. <laughs> like, yeah. Like if you really break down the lyrics, he talks about how like life really can get out of hand if you don't enjoy like the young, dumb things that you can do in life. Well, I love when he says it's the comforts that make us feel numb. We'd go out with no way to get home and we'd sleep mm-hmm. on somebody's floor and wake up feeling like a millionaire. And I love the fact that he says the comforts make us feel numb because when you when you live comfortably, you, you I feel like you're in this state of stagnancy or like, I don't know, like just a line, a straight line where yeah. you're like, because I'm comfortable, I'm afraid of experiencing what really great highs could be because there's a very high chance I will experience lows or not have yeah. the comfort of whether it's a very nice paycheck or status. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, even yeah. in like the second verse, he breaks it down and he's like, you know, you and I had nothing to show but the best of the world in our in the palm of our hands. And darling, I haven't felt it since then. I don't know how the feelings ended, oh. but I know being reckless and young is how the damage gets done. So he literally is saying like, you know, like, we had everything with us, whether it was like the happiness, like think about like those moments. Like we always talk about when we had COVID, when we were playing little nightmares, we had, it felt like everything just made sense. We had nothing besides like the three of us sitting there watching arcane and playing little nightmares. And like, we say Mm -hmm. like, we haven't felt that way since we, we knew what our love was worth when we had nothing, bro. I I hate this man. I hate him. I want to say something. (laughs) We did not need much. Yeah. Kaylin. Sorry, I, I was waiting and like y'all kept saying more points and more points and I was like, I kept saying, yeah, I was like gonna, st- but y'all were going back and forth so well to pop it off. I was like, y'all can't see me on the camera, but I really want to like say these before y'all run out of stuff to say because I like, <laughs> I want to say something too. Um, so this song, it, like it reminds me of the kind of songs like Anna Sun or Fast Car about like, you know, young in love and also just like poor, but like could live in a cardboard box completely happy and in love. And I took it like the song as like getting lost over time, like disconnected with that self because like, you know, it even referenced like, you know, as long as our car can drive, like, you know, that first car was like angel wings. Like it, like, as long as it cranked that day, baby, like that's that's all we needed to do, you know. Yes, the hook, he literally says crying. that. He says like, our love is what kept the car going, basically. Like, the, whole song, the whole song he talks about I mean, he even starts off the song saying something along the lines of like i only had two clothing items and you wore one when you were with me he's like i had two shirts my name and you wore one Aww. like God. the whole time hold on let me pull up the hook because caitlin that line about the song is so good and it's he so says good. and if the car ran the the car was enough if the sun shone on us it was a plus, plus. and the tank was always filled up only enough for getting there he said and he always like the whole thing is talking about how like the material items don't matter the things in this world like the money the house all of this stuff that we think is important doesn't matter as long as you have these like true real like true like love and relationships that's what keeps you going mm-hmm. guys i can't and he's saying like that's the da- the damage gets done when that is what slips up can, can, i'm literally <laughs> so upset right now guys he says you were steering my heart like a wheel in your hands, and darling, I haven't felt it since then. I don't know how the feeling ended, but I know being reckless and young is not how the damage gets done. Mm-hmm. And yeah, because like, it turks a twist. 
It's, it's so good. The song is so good. God, I think I've shared it's my Instagram story like three times already. Every time I hear it, I'm like, well, it's, it's 11. It's 11-11. I look at my childhood and how like money was like constantly like a like a struggle. And I look at how dysfunctional my parents were. But like, it's not not having stuff. It's not that. It's like yeah. they didn't have the love clearly enough. Like, I mean, obviously yep. they didn't. Um, And it's not the young and the reckless. Like, it, it just it's that feeling and i think that couples really like i think to keep it alive you have to practice gratitude and like at the end of the day all things do end you will get old and like things do change or whatever and like you're you're not gonna have the exact same feeling but i think to preserve it to where it like obviously doesn't like end indefinitely i think that you have to practice gratitude with one another kayla tried to murder me because this again how i said the album tells a story so the next song goes into darkness which goes into all things and and kaylin just triggered me emotionally <laughs> anyway let's just finish yes kaylin that is so true and he even like you said he says at the end like that that being reckless and young isn't always it and the way the song ends like kills me when he slows it down and he says all i needed was someone when the whole wide world felt young before so he's saying, even though he was with that person and he felt like the damn like the all he needed was someone to make the world feel better he's also reflecting and realizing that not always is being reckless and young the solution yeah, yeah. maybe he's also saying that it's not always the person that makes yes. you happy either right it's the real love that you have for one another um mm -hmm. and if that person's gone that doesn't mean that you can't feel that way again because you don't need things and you don't need people to be happy you know yes to experience what yes. actually and it hurts me every time because the song sounds like such a bop and then he slows down and he says that's not how the damage gets done all i needed was someone by the when way I guys like want to I remind you we're at the fourth uh ring of hell and um it is the greed one just let you know that the, it's the damage gets done which i think it's funny that it's greed i think it's funny because he talks about greed in the song he's he's making yes. commentary on we all think that uh we had enough come from houses and cars and all the hottest bitches. I don't know, you know, but like, yeah. it's not, I always love how his songs do talk about the sin itself, but in a beautiful way. Like, yeah. sure. You can look at Francesca and be like, Oh, that's lust. Cause they were with one another when they shouldn't have been, but it was true love. And they were showing up for each other. No matter what other people thought. I love the dichotomy where at first he tries to make it out to be like, yeah, we are in that ring of hell, the lust one, but it's actually really written about real love. And the mm -hmm. same thing with this one. And I one. think he just keeps showing, like, that, it, it, you know, we're not perfect beings. None of us are perfect beings. Even, like, once we're down to damage, gets done. Like, you know, like, these are mistakes that you're going to learn more than once. Like, him realizing, like, you know, this love might not have been what I needed or this person might not have been what I needed to make me happy. It's not something that you're going to learn one time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he does a great way of telling the story, even just throughout the song, like, this is what I needed. This is what I didn't need. This is what I needed. This is what I thought I needed. Turns out I didn't need that at all. Mm -hmm. Greed definitely is about like having plenty enough, but like that, you know, chase after more. And I think that's definitely like maybe what this couple had gone through. I mean, like I said, it reminds me of a couple of other like really cute songs about like, you know, a couple so in love, they live in a cardboard mm -hmm. box together. But like, yeah, I mean, the songs even talk about like at the same time, the stream, like we want the American dream and we want the, the picket fence and stuff like that. But, you know, I think that sometimes you can get so lost in working and so tired from the system that like, you know, it does start to eat away at you. And it's like, that's just the punishment of the deadly sin, you know? Yeah. And he even says like with the greed, like he, he realizes like, you know, maybe I didn't even need that person. I just felt like I needed it because that's what the whole world had. And I was young. Yeah. It's a good song. It's a good song. It it I, it shows up every time. 
It eats. Um, so we can do we can do who we are, and then we can do a part two next yeah. week. Yeah, because this is good. This is good. I'm having yeah. a good time. But I wanna. I don't wanna. I I wanna start. I wanna do song of Nick's and uh, all things end back to back. So I would prefer if we stopped at who That's we are. Fine. I mean, we're already at an hour and ten. So that makes sense. Yeah. Okay, so who we are. Um, this is the fifth ring of hell, and it is wrath. For me, this song was really about like getting upset about abandoning yourself, like getting like recognizing, oh, all this time has passed, and I'm not doing what I want, or I'm not happy with where I'm at, and it's because I did it for something I didn't care about. But that's kind of how I interpreted the song. How did you guys? Oh, he definitely, again, telling the story, he starts off with that, that yes, that anger, like you said, and then it kind of concludes with the sentence of, like, or the realization, like, basically, we're only human. Like, at the end of the day, it's just who we are. Even if, like, things I'm mad, it could have went a different way. We we are just who we are at the end of the day. And it's this song, definitely about that ex. I don't know what the fuck that ex did to him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's definitely give, like, it, it's him realizing, like, yeah, I guess at the end of the day, this is just who we are. We're human beings, and and that's okay. Um, I really like when he says, "Falling from you, drop by drop, what I had left here, I just held it tight, so that someone with your eyes might come in time to hold me like water, or Christ hold me like a knife." Yeah, like talking about like putting this, putting this hope and expectation in someone else from a previous lover because he thinks they're going to save him, you know? Yeah. I like the uh, line right after that, actually, where he says that uh, you and I burned out our steam chasing someone else's dream. How can something be so much heavier but so much less than what it seems? Mm-hmm. Damn. Why does he give the one that got away vibes? Like, that's kind of what I got from it. It, it is. I mean, I think that, like Kinsey said, he starts off angry, and he. I think he wanted so desperately for it to work out, and then he just realized, like, that's just who we are. It's not going to. Like, we, it's just mm, the I person, see. the people we are, the love that we have, like, whatever human experience, it's just not it. I love what this I didn't man need knows. to hear that. I need to go. I, need, <laughs> I, I can't, I well, can't hear that right timing, now. Because that's so the sorry. last song we're covering, so you can go and take a safe space break I'm just, I'm just saying. We were um, born at night. So much of our lives is just carving through the dark to get so far. And the hardest part is who we are. It's who we are. You yeah, only feel it with loss. Finding out who you are is so hard yeah. because it's in the darkness. It's you yeah. walking around with your eyes mm-hmm. gouged out, really. doesn't even matter how dark it is. And you have to like single-handedly put your eyeballs back in your face for you to see anything. Like That's how self-discovery feels to me. I think, it, I think it's like blind and i almost like mixing it kind of like the sculpting it with your hands like you're a sculptor in the dark and you have to like carve this marble out and only after you carve it can like you're even allowed to turn on the light i don't know i know but you have to use your hands to feel it like you can't just like carve what you want to see like i can't just like imagine you know something like i want to be i have to literally feel it out like no, this doesn't feel right. This feels right. Like, it has to be very natural the way that, like, you carve the sculpture of your, like, you know, at least figuring it out. Like, developing what... Because I also think it's a half development, half... It's already in the marble, and you yes. have to, like, yes. rip it out. If you think about it, a big slab of marble, I always think about the SpongeBob episode, the artwork <laughs> is in there, regardless of if it's scar- carved or not. It's in there. 
right? Yeah. But you have to be the person to carve the outside marble to make it come out. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So That's what uh, Da Vinci said, too. He said that he doesn't pick his sculpt- sculptors. He said his hands are just the tools to let the artwork come out. Yes. So it's like when you, like, extract information about yourself, it's already there. You just can't see it, just like the marble. We're like this marble slate, and the more self-work we do, it comes out, and it was always yeah. inside of the marble, just floating in there, waiting for you to but like, you can't, it out. But you can't force the sculpture either to be something that it's not. That's yeah. another point. Like, if yeah. you want to be this, like, mysterious kind of Scorpio bitch, you're just not your Sagittarius. I don't know. It's the Leo rising. I can't tell you. You can't, you can't <laughs> scarve a mysterious-looking Scorpio yeah. statue. That's not what you're not. I think the best artwork that will come out will be the artwork that is in- intentionally you you know like when you try to make it something it's not you're like not gonna mm-hmm. make good artwork it's like making a painter do sculpture when really they like to paint you know like the sculpture is probably not gonna come out because you don't actually like to do that mm-hmm. but like with yourself and discovery mm-hmm. yeah this song it's sad because he does feel angry it's almost like being ripped something away that you really really wanted and it just didn't work out the way you wanted it to and being angry but then like this acceptance at the end he says you only feel it when it's lost getting through still has its cost quietly it slips through your fingers love fallen from you drop by drop like this like sure he's angry he tried everything to control the situation but like just this sad acceptance of like that is what it is no matter how much i tried to have held on to it it wouldn't have gone the way i wanted it to yeah. You know, I don't need a therapist if I just read these songs. Listen to Ozier. Or maybe you do need a therapist after listening this. I'm not going to Yeah, lie. I mean, Hosier does. Do. He, like, almost, if you really wanted to just, like, if you're like, Hosier's my therapist, he gives you this type of closure where it's like he's accepting it and he's explaining his process of acceptance. And that's why I'm telling you this whole album is all him accepting where he is in the grief or whatever, the love that he has had and will have. I hate him. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, that's me. Like, oh, he's such an, a divine being. Yeah. We need to end the podcast. I, yeah, I vote. I vote next week. We do. We finish this off. Yeah, let's Kinsey part two for next week. Ha ha. Ha ha. Okay, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Hope you enjoyed the Hosier episode.